Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B podcast. We're back once again with another episode. Tom, where is Ed? Uh, I heard he's out in the woods in Virginia, roaming around, trying to uh, find another artist to get into besides Keith Sweat. That's the last I heard. No, but I think we have another uh, Southerner with us today. <laughs> it's always good to, to have another Southerner with us, but this is actually a good friend of ours for years now. Uh, he's been a supporter of the site for many years. He's worked with us over the years. He's a great ambassador for R&B music. He's doing some great things down in D.C. with, with R&B music and beyond. So he's also the most recent recipient of our Play a Please Award. Welcome, <laughs> Zeppelin Tillman. Ha <laughs> Thank you all so much for having me. Uh, yeah, Kyle, you know, I, uh, I I was getting Google alerts that my name was coming up in the uh, in the Soul Back podcast. So I figured that I had to to stop by and and, you know, see what all the fuss was about and kind of, you know, defend my name a little bit. So uh, so right now this is the Zepp's Back podcast. That's wait a minute. Uh, hold, 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 hold on. Wait, hold that's on a second. That's, that's what's going on. Wait, wait a second. Z- you're Googling your name? That's such an Ed Bowser thing to do. I'm just saying. Nah, it's man, true. I get Google alerts for my name whenever it's, whenever somebody <laughs> mentions it. Frivolously. Frivolously. Wow. So wow. we're going wow. to we need for you to put some respect on my name. Ouch. That's, 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 that's what's going on right now. Nah, well, nah, thank you all for having me. I'm, I'm glad but, to be here. Before we start, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're what you've got going on down there? Yeah, man, absolutely. So, um, the Neo Elite—that's the name of uh, my uh, my digital media company. You know, where we're creating uh, content in order to really help elevate and uh, and and push forward. You know, kind of millennials. And so, um, you know, we have a few projects that we're working on and that have been released. You know, the DC Soul Stage. Look for anybody that wants to know who the best in R and B and soul in the DC area is it's a television series that we do with the DC government it's also online it's called the DC Soul Stage literally the easiest thing to find DC Soul Stage so we have all the best artists coming out of the DMV they perform for us they do interviews it's a great media series um, and then you know millennials in music which we just launched with you all you know a interview series with kind of a lot of these rising uh, artists around the country um, to be able to have really in-depth conversations with them you know, we launched uh, Amber Mark and Oshun with, you know, I Got Soul last week. Um, just having real conversations, authentic conversations and that sort of thing, kind of following in the trajectory that you all have already set. So, you know, excited to be uh, contributing to the culture, you know, DC Soul Stage and Millennials in Music. Yeah. Nice. Now, Zeppelin, I know you want some respect on your name. So we're going to play a little game here. Tom, are you ready for this game, too? I love games. All right. So, Zeppelin, you eat candy, right? Have you had Skittles before? I've had Skittles. I'm a big candy fan, yes. Have you had the blue bag? It's like the tropical flavored one. Oh, uh, I have. I have. And Tom, you have as well? Yep. So there's five different colors to this tropical flavored Skittles. Uh, I'm going to give you a color, and you guys can go one at a time. And uh, there's five of them. And uh, you're going to tell me what flavor these, uh, these colors are. Remember, this is the tropical oh. edition. What is man. that? Oh my I goodness! Can, can can you start by just at least giving the five? I don't I don't know, oh, man. Is this R and B related? <laughs> Come on. Think? There's a good segue into this, anyway. Um, all right. Well, for everyone out there, for I'll give everyone an example. So, Tom, if I say uh, for the original Skittles, um, the color yellow, what flavor is that? Lemon? See, easy, right? <laughs> so, let's, simple. Uh, all right, let's do it with the tropical edition here. Zeppelin, you go first. What is the right. tropical flavor for yellow? Um, banana breeze. <laughs> That's actually pretty close. It's banana berry. I'll give you a point for that. Wow. Oh, all right. All right, Tom. What is green? Oh man, it's tropical. I have Remember no that. idea. Uh, lime breeze. <laughs> That's actually know. pretty close. It's, it's actually kiwi kiwi lime. I'll give oh. you that. I'll be generous here. All right, Zeppelin orange. 
Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna go with something like a mango citrus type type piece. Yep, mango, <laughs> mango, it is. Mango. Tom, all right. Tom, blue. Oh, blue is tough. Blue. Yep. It's got. It's not. It's got to be like um. Man, it's not like blueberry or something. No. I have no idea. No. Zeppelin, you want to go in for the steal? Can I steal? Let me see. You said blue. Yeah. Um. Oh, let me go with the. Uh. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. No, I don't know. I'll just stick to mine. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> All right. Well, blue Ooh, is actually what was it? Pi- pineapple and passion fruit. Oh yeah. Okay. There was no way you guys would have got that one. So the very last one, and Tom, I don't want you Googling right now because I think you're probably on Google. You're on Wikipedia, ready for this last one. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to tie this so that it ends up being a draw. Are you ready, Tom? Okay. Pink. Uh, I have no idea. It's probably like, let's say peach. No. Zeppelin, for the win? Well, you already won, but for the dominating Well, you know, win. I won. Tom has been such a gracious uh, mentor to me over my career, so I'll bow out at my 2-1 victory. <laughs> wow. Um, so it's actually strawberry. I don't know why you didn't guess that, Tom. Okay. <laughs> that was fine. And this, and this segues into R&B how? Uh, Justin Timberlake's new song is also very tropical, just like these Skittles. Can we talk about this new record, yeah. Soulmate? If we must. Uh, <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a pretty good segue. <laughs> so, so I was really excited when I saw that 1985, I believe, produced it, right? Yep. Was the producer of it. Um, yeah. And I listened to it. I'm a huge JT fan uh, up until this last album, by the way. Um, I didn't love Ouch. it. I didn't love the I didn't love the record, you know. I thought it was uh, it felt like a a throwaway that they didn't really know what to kind of do, you know, with it. Um, it felt like a miss to me, and I'm a huge JT fan, but it felt like a miss to me. Yeah, I think we both agreed on that one, right, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I was excited, too, because uh, James Fauntleroy wrote the song, and he's done so much over the last couple of years. And, you know, he's written yeah. a lot with Justin Timberlake as well. So I thought this was going to... Because, you know, Man of the Woods album, I think everyone has an opinion on it. I actually personally like the album. Um, I felt mm. like it was a little experimental. It, it was lacking a hit, but in terms of it sounding like a Justin Timberlake record, like you can identify that album with Justin Timberlake with this song I you know it came across as like a Maroon 5 type record almost even the way he was singing on it you couldn't really even uh, recognize his voice on the song so I do appreciate the fact that he was trying something different but you're right it seems like they just put this together they threw it all together and they just slapped it onto the internet and uh, I mean that's the result you get but it is interesting to see that he's kind of moving away from the Man of the Woods album that only lasted like a couple of months, and they just chucked it away. I mean, man, and you know, call me somebody who doesn't like to necessarily deviate from the the old in this only case, really, right here. But it's just something about when JT and Tim collaborate to me that like that's what I'm here for. I'm here for Justin, and I'm here for Tim. It's not too many tracks outside of those, you know. Obviously, the first album with the Neptunes, I think that a few of those tracks are really good, but. I just like the JT Tim connection, and when I'm not getting that, it just it just feels a little bit off for me. I don't know. That's a fair point. Yeah, we we like we we did like a couple songs on that last album that we're gonna have on our year end countdown. But overall, personally, it wasn't for us. I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one of those albums that we'll look back a couple of years later. And maybe appreciate it a little more, but I don't think anyone really wanted that album uh, during this time. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But can we talk Kyle, about this boot? Kyle, yep. I have some breaking news actually right now in R&B. This just What's came up? through the, the, the presses. File this under 
WTF, guys. Keisha Cole fakes pregnancy announcement to teach lesson on body shaming. Wow. Wow. <laughs> She's not actually <laughs> pregnant. After it was announced yesterday, she was. Lesson Why? learned, I guess? I don't know. I, I, uh... If Ed was here, he'd be like, good lord. <laughs> oh, Your reaction, Keisha. Zeppelin? Um... Yeah, I saw that earlier on uh, on on Instagram. You know, I think that all press is good press. You know, it's it's people have to get attention uh, the way that they feel they have to, which is why I'm actually really interested to have this LMA boot up remix conversation with you all, because I, I think I kind of know your opinions and I have a complete opposite one, you know, of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you've got to get attention any way that you can. We live in the you know uh, loving hip hop you know, give information shade room type now society. So anywhere for you to be able to get attention and get your name relevant again, uh, or at least on the minds of the audiences, you know, what, what people do, even if that means lying or, you know, leaking out, you know, promiscuous photos of themselves or, you know, calling TMZ when you and your new relationship are going to be around to act like they just happen to find out about you. You know, you got to do what you got to do to, you know, keep your name in the press. So, it's not surprising. Man, I'm just saying, like, Keisha Cole had so much potential when she first came out, and she actually had a couple of big records, but, man, to see her go from that to this, it's kind of disappointing. Like, she was supposed to be, in my opinion, the next one, and she was almost there, but it just never panned out for her. You said the next who? The next <laughs> one. The next... The, come on. Oh, the, that first, the next one of the, what? One of the next greats. The first two albums? Great, oh. great, great Hold what? On. Hold, Hold on. on. First, first of all, oh. Zeppelin, who invited you anyway? Where's Barry Barris? Get him back on the line. Hold on. <laughs> you, you, all, you all thought that uh, Keisha Cole was going to be a, a great in like the genre of R&B? For, for that generation. You don't think so? Uh, Those first no. two albums? Come on. No. No. Come I on. mean, I, so 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 I think it's one thing to have great radio records. I think it's another thing to actually be the voice of a generation. I I, I mean to me great artists are able to serve as the voice or, or or be a persona of the generation. And I all I never got that from Keisha Cole. I thought that she just made she was in the studio with the right producers and the right artists and the right songwriters had a really good voice and was able to craft good records. But, like, we have a hundred of those. I never was, I never knew anybody was like, ah, like, Keisha Cole is the voice for X group. I never, oh, I never I, got that. Oh, I don't know, man. I remember, I didn't even know Tom yet, but I bet in 2007 he was crying over I Remember. Tom, is this true? Crying? I don't know about crying, but that's a good song. No. It's a good record. <laughs> no. She makes good... She makes good records. I don't, I don't I think don't know. that we can confuse good records and a good voice with being the next one. No, man. You don't understand. She was connecting with her fans. Like, she, she had that uh, audience. She filled that void for Mary J in the I 2000s. Think, man. I think this just proves what we already know, Kyle. Your generation is just a black hole, man, when it comes to R&B. Yeah. Zeppelin's from my generation, though. <laughs> We're uh, from the same he, generation. He, he downgraded to the earlier, to the newest generation. He gave up yeah, on your I generation. No, 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 I didn't downgrade. I just, I just, I just stay relevant. I mean, look, stay I think relevant. The, the, oh man, I Kyle, make sure you better I stay, stay relevant. relevant. <laughs> I, here's no, but look, I mean, I know that you know you you kind of have your section, but to to me, this brings up the her conversation, which apparently I got the play a please award for. Right, because, <laughs> this is true. So 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 Kyle, let's can, can we can we? I mean, I don't want if you plan on getting into this later, then cool, but. Can we can we can we talk about that? Can we can we go there? We we can definitely yeah. go there. I kind of I kind of saw this coming too, but let's definitely long, go there. Let as, me as, as long as you give us your acceptance speech first, and then we can get into it. <laughs> Would you say? If you give us your acceptance speech first, and then we'll get into it. What acceptance speech? I, what for, do you mean? I don't you you, you won an award, man. Come on. Oh look look. Man. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you all finish, but I do not want this award. Oh, uh, <laughs> look, no. So, so, so here's the thing. 
Um, Kyle, the, the, the statement that I made after watching the BET Awards is that, uh, to me, that performance did not solidify her as a superstar. And I want to I want to put a caveat around this and saying that I love her. I mean, I think that I was I maybe was not if not the first person to bring her to Tom, somebody extremely early when she just had out the first project and people were still seeing it as a gimmick. I love her. I love her music. With that being said, I do not think that her performance at the BET Awards, I saw that and I was like, ah, she's a superstar. Just to give some background or some clarity with that, and I kind of want to understand this from you, Kyle. Uh, in the last 18 years, right? So we'll say since 2000, which who are you considering an actual superstar? Can you give a me some super names of superstar. artists? Um, so we actually had this conversation last a couple of podcasts ago. So I would say you got to put Alicia Keys up there. But agreed. even that, I'm. Personally, I don't really see Alicia Keys as a super superstar either. In terms of no, like, no, she is stage she presence. Is. No, I mean, stage yeah, pre- you gotta the mark the market. I think the market has shown that she's a superstar, right? Like, regardless mm. of opinion, the market has okay. said Alicia is a superstar. Okay, um, I guess you put Usher in there, even though he came from the nineties. Um, okay. I'd put Chris Brown. I'd put Chris Brown in there. Neo. We were talking. We were debating Neo. See, Neil's a tricky one, but I would put him in there. Yeah. Listen, okay. to me, to me, someone's a superstar if my mom has heard of them and my mom doesn't know anything about R&B or listen to it. So that's my... <laughs> right. That's, 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 a, that, that, that's a valid point. That's a valid okay, point. Okay, but here, my, here's so, my thing. Everyone we mentioned there, they've crossed over to pop. So what are we defining as a superstar here? But I think they were superstars even before they went into pop. That's the thing. All four of those artists that you just named were superstars before they started, you know, getting service to pop radio. I think that what defines a superstar is someone who is able to be an icon by just stepping on by just stepping on the stage. Like they command the room, they command the audience. It's not just the voice, it's not just you know how good the record is it's like they control that room you know if we're on twitter you know the girls or whoever the audience are they're talking about what they're wearing they're talking about the way their hair looks they're talking about the way they control the room when i saw and i'm not saying her cannot grow into that but what i'm saying is that i think that she has a long way to go and that a beautiful voice and good records are not the criteria for a superstar because, you know, we had hundreds of the insert any 90s or early 2000s R&B singer, right? Where are they at right now? Working at Walmart? It, <laughs> no, <we>, stop. <laughs> Touring every weekend? I think, I think a superstar is someone who, like, when they, like, when they hit that stage... All eyes are on them. Like when you see Alicia Keys' first performance on the Oprah Winfrey show, 2000, 2001, like all eyes were on her immediately. When you look at those Chris Brown performances, 106 in Park, that first album, this guy was commanding the room. You know, Usher, I don't, you know, I think that we all know what Usher did, right? Like it's like there's a, there's an aura and it doesn't, I don't think it matters how old you are. There's an aura that you have. And I just didn't get that. I didn't see anybody talking about her on Twitter afterwards outside of people being like, oh, I love this song. It wasn't like, ah, like her is, you know, like that's that's my girl. Like I didn't see any of that. Valid point. I still think you're wrong, but valid point. I'm just kidding. Uh, Um, (laughs) All right, Zeppelin, how how about this artist right here? Tyrese, is he a superstar? Because he commands. Is Tyrese a superstar? He commands attention. I think, Ty- I think I think Tyrese as a personality is a superstar. Yes. I don't think that Tyrese as an artist is a superstar, but I think that the persona of Tyrese being the the motivational guru at sometimes, the actor, 
the the singer the you know just all around individual yeah i think that he is a superstar 100 percent you might be right about her but i'm still gonna uh give you that play a please award because you do not disrespect her she is a superstar in my heart <laughs> all right well this is now this is become it's a personal thing at that point you it's, know I can't it's really... absolutely a personal thing <laughs> so, uh, I watched, not, so i uh just so you guys know i ended my 10-year decade-long streak of not watching an award show just so i could observe this video and see what you guys were fussing about and i watched her performance for like two minutes so like um she was standing up there with an orchestra behind her and standing at the microphone with glasses yes. on and a big poofy dress and sneakers and uh it just looked like someone singing at a microphone like i've seen hundreds of times in sobs i don't know oh so it's a, so it sounds like you need to give tom to play a please award as well i'll and, take it uh... oh tom gets to play a please award every episode you don't have to worry about but that. here's my thing it's almost like so many singers i've seen at soul village just standing at the microphone singing but for this performance i just put a whole huge orchestra around her to make it seem like dramatic you know, it yeah. wasn't like it was such a dynamic performance that I was blown away. It just, but like Zeppelin said, she still can develop. She's still very young, so who knows? All right, I got one more name for you guys then, Miguel. Because that guy puts on a hell of a show. Now, Miguel was one of the best performers I've seen in years from this generation. I will say that. I think Miguel's a great artist. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's a great artist. But I think I think maybe because he hasn't had what we'd call enough hits. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So He's had good records. songs, but he, he he hasn't crossed over besides one song. He does. He also just doesn't come out with enough music for me, too. Right? Like all these people that we named, when they were in their peak periods, they were coming out with a lot of music. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I don't, I just don't know that Miguel has come out with enough. He doesn't have a large enough catalog of, for me to be like he's a, you know, he's a superstar. And the nail in the coffin. If I was to call Mrs. Leo right now, she has no idea who Miguel is. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. Great artist though. Great artist. Oh, Fantastic. absolutely. Like I think one of the best. Just you know, one time. Once again, I think just needs more time. All right, Zeppelin, I'm going to give you one more, and then we're going to move on from this. SZA, because I've noticed... Oh, I, no. I mean, I mean, we followed SZA for a while, but over the last two years, they really amped up the marketing and the branding behind her, and she's everyone knows who she is now, for the most part. I don't think she is a superstar, but what do you think? Uh, I think SZA is another great artist, once again. Um doesn't have a large enough catalog right i don't think that you can determine somebody being a superstar after one body of work they don't have enough skin in the game i think she's a great artist but to me a superstar is someone who has repeatedly repeatedly had success after success after success for an, ex an extended period of time right because like SZA had a great debut album but a lot of artists have great debut albums it's, a, it's about her ability to now have a second and a third and a fourth, right? To come even stronger than she did the last time. I think for this generation right here, right? Like we can, it's pretty much hands down, right? That like Drake's a superstar, Kendrick Lamar's a superstar, you know, J. Cole in the most unconventional way is a superstar. But for the first two, those guys come with hit after hit after hit, year after year after year. And I think that's what makes it kind of like, uh, like you, you, you can't dispute that. Just think, SZA needs more time and and a little bit more skin in the game. So, great yeah. artist though. Once again, just my take on it. All right. <laughs> um, well, we got another uh, upcoming R and B superstar who will probably take over in the next three years. Ella May. Can I introduce? Oh man, I want to introduce her. Okay. Right, well, you can it. introduce her if you want. Uh. I mean, this is like one of our most highly debated artists on here because we loved the song in 2017, and here we are over a year later, and it's blowing up. And we have this great remix. We've got two remixes. We were in for a We've real got treat, this great guys. remix? Is that what you said? We've got two great remixes to accompany this song. I was so excited that we had more, more content from LMA, and I know that Zeppelin is uh, 
very interested to talk about both of them. All right. Yeah. Which so, which 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 ones are which ones are we talking about? So well, let's the T Pain about... version. I mean, oh, I don't know if you call that. A... Oh, the, oh, the T Pain version is fire. Listen, <laughs> really? <laughs> the, I the love the T Mix. The, I, well, so I'll let you give the prompt before I go into it. But well, no, all right. To... Listen, you know you made it when you have a T Pain remix. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't hate on that. But let's let's talk about the the real reason we're here and that's the actual remix with Nicki Minaj and Quavo was this really what we wanted to hear and well two-part question is this what we wanted to hear and second part was this the right move hmm go ahead Zeppelin we we don't know I mean we we debated this offline for a while and Zeppelin we'd like to hear your insight yeah I mean I know that the unpopular uh, opinion, especially for R&B enthusiasts, is that why does Nicki Minaj and Quavo need to hop? Why do people feel like they need a hip-hop artist on a good R&B song? We don't need to hear that. I didn't necessarily have an issue with the remix. Um, to me, a remix is a marketing tool. This is the music industry, which is fundamentally a business. And so... Putting Nicki Minaj, who has, you know, probably upwards of close to 150 million followers across all her social media platforms, you add in, and, you know, top two hip-hop R&B, I mean, hip-hop females in the game, uh, in hip-hop, you know, uh, um, Quavo, who's a part of the largest hip-hop group in the game, you know, arguably one of the biggest male, you know, artists, has his own following, this just extends LMA's reach into uh, to being able to, to, to grow what she needs to do. I don't necessarily think this was a, you know, uh, classic Jermaine Dupree, uh, DJ Clue, right, remix where it's like you're going to have them remix it and it's going to take the song up another notch. Like, no, I think this was a marketing tool to expand a really great song into larger audiences so that when now it's time to get LMA on Ellen DeGeneres, it's no longer like, oh, she's this girl who just happened to have a top 10 record. It's like, hey, by the way, Nicki Minaj, who's been featured on your show a few times, has co-signed this. Oh, Quavo from the Migos. Yeah, you remember when you had them? He's also co-signed this, right? When it's time to go on to another late night show, they can now leverage the fact that some of the biggest artists in the game have co-signed this. This is marketing. You know, I don't think this was the point of it wasn't to make it a better record. I think this was to help you know, capitalize on the moment that LMA is having by attaching some larger artists to it so that they can leverage those names. So I think it was a great marketing strategy. That's the way I see uh, it. It, helps, it uh, helps open up bigger doors for LMA. Zeppelin, I hear you. I kind of want to give you another play of please, but I won't. Um, <laughs> listen, I hear you, and I hear the marketing and the business decision behind it, and I don't, I don't knock it at all. But, first and foremost, the remix sucks. The song is just not good. And you're right. Like, what they should have done if they were really going to, you know, do a remix with Nicki Minaj and Quavo, they should have done it like Jermaine Dupri because what ended up happening on this record is LMA went from being the lead singer of the song to being on the remix where she's just, like, the hook singer. So how is that going to benefit her as an artist anyway? Because, like... Tom and I have spoken about this. We don't even know who LMA is. She has no identity aside from that one great song. And that's no knock on her. That's her being a new artist. But, man, putting her with Quavo and Nicki Minaj, it doesn't do anyone any good. I think what should have happened, just from an R&B perspective, maybe not business, and, and we definitely need to separate the two, but I would have liked to see Miguel or Chris Brown on the remix. It would probably have been the more typical move, but... Man, I'm just sad that they had a chance to elevate R&B and they didn't take that opportunity. They added Nicki Minaj and Quavo and they created, I guess, this super whack remix. Like, it would have been nice to even hear LMA with some new vocals on it, a new beat, something. But all we got was um, what I could have done and put on SoundCloud myself. So that's what we got. 
Oof. Well, can I chime well, in? Can I let yeah, me chime go in real ahead, quick? Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Oh, first here? two things. I I was checking uh, Nicki Minaj's Twitter. I'm trying to see what type of package they paid for. You know, promo package. How much they would get her to support it and all that. So her tweet about when the song was coming out, she wrote, she dropped the album cover and wrote, I heard this drops in like an hour. Don't hold me to it. Boot up remix. And other than that, she just retweeted like three people who about the song. Other than that, she hasn't even mentioned the song or anything about it. So that's a, yeah, kind of a, a negative. I, if I, I, think, I think it's less about that and more about how many blogs who support Nicki Minaj and who support Quavo and how many of their fans are going to pick that up. It's not well, just one direct form of marketing. If LMA now can get another article in Billboard, another article in Rolling Stones, another article in Pitchfork, just promoting the remix as well, that's more eyeballs on her. Uh, I think she could have got those articles e even with a regular remix, though, since the song is so huge on its own now. I agree. The song is okay. on pop radio on its own. It give didn't, me, you know. Give me, give, 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 give me, R give me an R and B artist right now who has not already co-signed the record that has the reach and pull of Nicki Minaj and Quavo. Go. What reach though? If, if Nicki Minaj isn't even really supporting it. You said what? If, if Nicki Minaj isn't even really supporting it by sharing it, then what Look, reach is man, it? She has, she has ninety million followers on on socials, right? Let's say that even 1% of that see the tweet, which is we know more than 1%, but let's just say 1%. That's still a whole 900,000 new impressions for LMA. Where, which, where else would she have gotten that at? Well, I would, agree. I, would, I would argue that even though they're probably not exactly the same fan base, a Nicki Minaj fan would have known about Boot Up already, the original version. No. I think so. Dude, it's a huge may, song right now. They may have known the beady dot, boot, beady dot. They may have made like, but they wouldn't have known like why they should care about LMA. I think they may know the record because it's a radio record, but I think that Nicki Minaj co-signing it is like, okay, our queen likes this? Huh. Maybe I should actually go be interested in who this artist is. But then instead of putting out a garbage remix, why not just pay Nicki Minaj 50 grand to tweet it out, the original? Because a musical cosign is a lot more than a tweet which lasts 0 0.5 seconds in the mind of a fan. They can now live with this. Like, as pure R&B enthusiasts, you all don't like this. However, I'm pretty sure that the song charted pretty well on iTunes, and I'm sure that there's just as many people who are going to ride for that record just because Nicki Minaj and Quavo are on it. It can be trash. They're going to ride for it just because their favorite artists are on it. Oh, that was actually Which, my second point, though. I was going to say, for me and Kyle, this is this remix really isn't about us, and it's not for no. us to understand. It's not even for our audience. So, and At I think that this this might be the end of LMA in terms of what we care to listen to from her, Kyle. I hate to say it, but she might go off in a totally different direction now. I I don't know about that. I mean, boot up is such. It's such an outlier in, in what's on radio right now. You even mentioned that earlier today. It sounds nothing. Like, we were all surprised that the kids gravitated towards that record out of all the songs that have been out on radio. But I don't know, guys. I just felt like like this Nicki Minaj and Quavo record, I think it's it's it has a purpose and it's done its job. I think streaming numbers have gone up for the original as well as the remix. Um, and you're right, Zeppelin. On iTunes, it's gone. It's charting pretty high, but... Honestly, for me, in about a week, no one's going to be listening to that remix. They're going to go back to the original. Kyle, it's time to face facts. You're getting older. You're, getting you're, approaching, old, thir you're approaching 30. We can't have nice things in R&B anymore once you hit 30. Ugh. It's, I mean, look, man. Like, I think that if, if the goal is that you want LMA to succeed, at the end of the day, really... It's that you want her to be in front of as many audiences as possible, right? So I'll take it back to an era that, uh, let's look at the Real Love remix, right? Real Love, real R&B record. Who do they throw on the Real Love remix? But that was a totally different era, though. No, hip -hop absolutely not. Hip-hop was not on, bigger than R&B at the time. 
R and B was what? bigger than R and B was bigger than hip hop at that time. I mean, z- z- fair, arguably. way bigger. Way bigger. Uh, Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. West Coast hip hop at this time period is really kind of like taking over. Real love was ninety two, man. No, real love was ninety two. Are, are, is, is Dre not, is is NWA and Dre not out yet? Is Cube not out yet? You're saying hip hop overtook R and B at that time? No, 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 no. no, no, no. What I'm what the point I'm talking about is throwing artists who don't seem like they should be on that record on that record. That's my point. I'm sure there were a lot better options than Biggie on the Real Love remix. Well, let's keep it real though. That was a promotional move by Diddy. I mean, we all know that. He, just like just like this was a promotional move in no, order to help LMA move. He forward. was trying to put his artist on though. Biggie wasn't on yet at the time. You said what? Biggie was not on yet at that time. He was right, trying to get his artist on. My point no, the greater point I'm making is that the industry for years has been making promotional moves in order to help artists no matter what the position that they're in, whether they're trying to get on or whether they're already on. There's always promotional moves being made in order to help elevate an artist's career. This is just another example of a promotional move. You all just don't like the record. Yo, but, Biggie had a verse or two. He didn't take over the song, though, like Kyle said about this, about this one. Well, it's that subjective. To be honest, I think that the, the, the hook is the most catchy thing about it, and that's still there. Oh, they've, they've, they've uh, turned LMA into a hook singer. I'm devastated, guys. Dude, how are we going to have R&B superstars if they're being... They're just being turned into hooks. R&B is over, Kyle. We knew that. (laughs) Look, uh, no, I think that's false, Tom. No one wants to hear uh, sing. No one wants to hear singing anymore. Come on. Well, "Boot Up" became a a top ten record before the the they threw the hip hop artist on it, right? So I think that that your your point is completely proven wrong because (laughs) it was a huge it was a huge record before they put rappers on it. So moving. Along from that point, Kyle, I also heard that a few weeks ago you came at me about my thoughts on this, on on on, on the Beyonce Rihanna, uh, a conversation on this. Oh, what are you just keeping notes on everything I say? Actually, um, <laughs> I, oh one oh one one hundred percent, man. I t- um, I totally I, forgot I, about I, that. I, I heard that you came at my neck about this, and and I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't no, feeling no. that. I'll I will give you so, the opportunity to retract your statement now, though. Okay, He's off so safety right now. Your your initial statement was that the only reason why SZA, LMA, and her are blowing up is a, is because Beyonce and Rihanna are on hiatus right now. That was sort of what you were alluding to. No, 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 no. I said that number one, once again, my caveat: fantastic artists, all three of them, love them. I said that I think that the reason why they are able to get. Uh, this amount of notoriety that they've been getting particularly specific to radio and billboard chart things is because of the absence of Beyonce and Rihanna absolutely I don't disagree with you on that but I personally hold on hold on that is not what you were saying too hold on let let me there was a complete disagreement I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. However, what I have said all along, a record like Boot Up, doesn't matter if Beyonce and Rihanna are on the charts or if they're not, that song would have still been a hit. It took some time, but even when I first listened to it, I knew it was a hit. And I mean, some of it due to it just being pushed and marketed, but I think a good song is a good song and it will get the exposure it deserves. I mean, I know it's very cliche to say, but I don't think... The success of Boot Up had to do any had to do with anything, um, you know, with Rihanna and Beyonce not being here right now. That's all I'm saying. How? It's a hit record, man. Yeah, but there's a lot of hit records out there that don't get the just due. Right? There's there <sighs> have been a lot of fantastic songs by women R&B artists and singers over the last uh, eight years. That just because they got caught up in the cycle of a Beyonce album or a Rihanna album, who by nature are going to take up two to three slots 
within radio uh, that just are not being heard. So, so like, I think that it's it's super tough to just say that, like, like it's a coincidence, right, that Beyonce and Rihanna up until a few weeks ago, but Boot Up was already a hit by that point, that for, they haven't put out projects in two years, which, and I'm going to give you some historical context, this is the only time since 2003 that they've ever had a two-year period outside of 2015 when they went two years without having having an album and that summer what artist do we get that has very similar early success to lma this is true alessia cara alessia cara whose first record was very much r&b in 2015 and that was the only other period that beyonce and rihanna were on a two-year hiatus i don't think that that's a coincidence I think that their absence allows for radio programmers and blog enthusiasts, tastemakers, to give their ears the opportunity to hear something else. Hmm. Actually, you might, you, know, you might have a point here. I just remembered when uh, this was after, this was either before or after the Lemonade album. I think Rihanna was still... It was right before the Rihanna album dropped too. Mila J was like the only artist that was charting on Urban at the time. Yeah. So you might be right on yeah. that. But thank you. It's all good. We have listen, superstars li- in LMA and her l- now. <laughs> listen, guys. Listen, got her. Well, oh wait. <laughs> <Calm down. laughs> listen, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how we slipped that in there real quick, but. Uh, Listen, while you guys debate over this, all these new artists, I'm going to go back to listening to my Peebo Bryson, uh, Love Like Yours and Mine, Urban AC, certified hit record at 67 years old. Even Kyle's listening to this record. Zeppelin, have you heard of Peebo Bryson? I know who Peebo Bryson is. He's the guy who sang on those Disney songs. (laughs) Yeah, but come on, man. He has more to his name than that. a, 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 A whole new world. You know yeah, but he's done a lot more than that since the mid seventies. Yeah, he was on the, he was on the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack too. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah, I right. wish Ed, I wish Ed was here for this. Actually, he would speak to this more. But jeez, um, he he actually has a really good record out. He signed a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis album out in August, so uh, that will be definitely exciting. Oh, random news! Uh, I just looked at the Urban AC charts. Guess who's number one? Tony Braxton. Who? LMA. Oh. It's number two on Urban. It'll probably hit number one once Drake season is over. Um, it's like number six, on, number six on Rhythmic. And it's getting added to Pop Radio this week. So this could potentially become a... I, I'm, Zeppelin, what do you think... How do you think this song will do on Pop? Uh, I don't think the, the original, because the remix is not doing anything on Pop. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the song gets any bigger. To be honest, if I'm, if I'm their camp, I'm, you know, that 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 new project needs to come ASAP. That next song needs to come ASAP. I don't think the song gets any bigger than it is right now. I don't think adding it to pop radio helps shoots it up. Um, only thing I think helps is maybe a few more media appearances, right? If she gets in, right. Fallon, she gets right. a Fallon. I think that you know, if she does, if there was an award show that was coming up. You know, I think that those are, at this point, the only things. I don't think that hearing the record is an issue for the audience at this point anymore. Like, white people, black people, Asian people. Like, everybody knows Boot Up, right? I think she just needs more media appearances, um, you know, in order, if it's going to go any higher. That's just my my take. Which is unfortunate because we tried interviewing her. We got turned down. Other R&B sites we know tried interviewing her. Couldn't get access. And I told Kyle, I don't even know what she looks like. I'd like to see her uh, make some appearances, but I wonder if almost getting pop, um, you know, moving up the pop chart would get her easier access to those appearances on those shows you mentioned. Yeah. Tom, if uh, if one day your mom calls you and asks, hey, do you know that boot up song? I will be super impressed. Man, I don't even know what my reaction would be, but that would be a little scary, to be honest. But I don't think <laughs> that's going to happen. It's not going to happen? That will, I don't think it'll get to that point. All right, all right. Um, we've got some more news for everyone here. Um, Zeppelin, did you like the Tiana Taylor project? Um, 
I liked records on the Tiana Taylor project. I did. I like I liked a few records on it. I think to be honest, Tiana Taylor is in the same vein as Tyrena's Tyrese's superstar. What? I think that I think I think Tiana is a superstar. Um I think that Tiana just doesn't have the right creative individuals around her that can help her produce the content that superstars need. But I do think that Tiana as an individual is superstar quality. And based on the people that have co-signed her over the years, J, B, Pharrell, Ye, right? Like, I think that it's known that she is a superstar. But with that being said, you need the content creators around you, whether those, you know, directors, producers, movie producers, music producers, whoever may have you, you need those people to feed you the right art. And I don't think that she has that yet. But, you know, I think she's a superstar. Wow. Well, hmm. I was going to mention, um, because she when the album came out, she was really unhappy because they kind of yeah. rushed the project and, you know, the samples weren't all there. And she had promised that the following week she was going to release the final version of the album. Well, it's a week later and the final version is still not out. It looks like it's canceled now. And prior yeah. to... Prior to that tweet, she had said, like, you know, this album is unfinished. You know, it wasn't my best work, but wait till you hear the final version. So now that the final version is not coming out, doesn't that, like, cheapen the project? Because everyone now knows that wasn't what was supposed to come out. No. No. Mm. I, think it's a, I think it's a decent body of work. And I think that everybody knows that Tiana has always gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to good music. So I think that it just kind of more so fits into their narrative of kind of uh, overlooking and giving Tiana the attention that she, you know, really should be having. Tom? To be honest, like, what'd you say? No, go ahead. I mean... Yeah, like, like, like Tiana is a, like, she's a figure that needs to be seen. I think that, like... It's extremely disrespectful to her career that we have not even seen a music video for any of these projects when, like, in 2019, 18, all of her contemporaries at least have one video coming out the day of the project, right? Like, Tiana needs to be seen. The fact that they haven't shot a music video for her, like, that's, I think that it's just proven that, you know, good music is not the, the, uh, they're not doing right by her. And this is a, you know, a consistency that, you know, of it. So I don't think that it's, it, it cheapens it. I just think that it, uh, it falls right in line with what we already kind of know about the way that good music and Tiana interact with each other. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I see both sides. It's just like, it's almost like part of the theatrics you expect when you're going to associate with Kanye. It's like, you never quite know what's going to happen. And unfortunately that happened this time around, but. What are you going to do? That's her decision. It definitely gets her more attention, though, being with Kanye's label, though. So I don't think it's wrong of her to be part of it. But I'm sure she's frustrated that she didn't get to put out what she wanted. Yeah. It's tough. Well, everyone, go check out that Tiana Taylor project. Some solid records on there um, if you haven't checked it out already. Um, I've got some news for everybody here. Um, 112. Tom, you love 112, don't you? We all love 112. Who doesn't love 112? We all love 112, and uh, I'm actually going to go catch them in concert in August, I believe. And it was interesting because on the flyer, the concert said 112 concert featuring Slim. And that kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm like, okay, maybe they're just highlighting Slim as, you know, (laughs) one of the performers on there. But we've done a little more Wikipedia research, and it looks like Tom, because we've seen all these different flyers, it looks like right now in concert, you're either going to see Slim and Mike together on stage or Duran and Q. They don't perform as a uh, as a four-man group anymore. It's just two, and you're uh, that's crazy to me. I don't know what happened. There's no, there, Of course, there's really been no announcement or anything. Why would there be? But it always seemed kind of strange how the last rollout went or the rollout went for the album. Because like, they were doing stuff with Jagged Edge. And then things kind of fell apart. They did a video, which I don't think ever came out. Did that ever come out? I, mm, I don't think it did. They were filming together for the video, and then it just never released. So 
who knows if they are breaking up again or whatever, but I'm sure they'll eventually mend their, you know, whatever's went wrong. But I don't know if I really want to see Q and Duran or just Slim and Mike. I mean, it's going to be weird. <laughs> All right, if you guys if you guys had to choose, would you which pair would you rather see? Slim uh, and them. No. Slim I mean, I, I, you need Slim. Solo hits. I feel you like it doesn't slim. feel it doesn't feel like a one twelve show if you don't have Slim there. I feel like, but at the same time, I like Duran and Q. You know, I don't. It's tough to say. Hmm. I want well, whoever's bringing Lil Zane out uh, when they do oh, anywhere. Man, <laughs> Lil Zane. How how old were you when that record even came out? Like four? Man, prob- probably like about uh, five, maybe. <laughs> really young. That was too grown for you at that age, young man. You know what I mean? I know, I mean, that. yeah. <laughs> I was a Lil Zane fan, though. You were a li- Really? Yeah, he was like in um, like Dr. Doolittle and yeah. uh, like wow. a few of those in, in Hardball. So, like, I remember seeing him in movies. Yeah. Like, fighting Temptation, so, yeah. Shout out yeah. Lil Zane. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get into this Play a Please Award. We got a couple today. Are you guys ready? Yep. I'm giving Kyle the Player Please Award. That's my No, no. Life. We're can, not there yet. Can I give Player Please Awards? All right, go ahead. You can give the you can give the very last one. I only have two today. We normally have three. All right. Go uh, ahead. The first Player Please, Chris Brown bought an SUV worth $350,000, and it can withstand multiple rounds from automatic, automatic weapons. So basically, he bought a tank. Tom, is that a Player Please? <laughs> I, I don't know what he's going through. I mean, who's to say? I mean, do, are people coming for him in the streets? I have no idea what's know. going on. I don't know. <laughs> if he feels that's necessary in his life, then more power to him. I mean, hopefully Listen, he'll Tom, be safe. Remember last week uh, we talked about that title lawsuit and the guy sued Kanye yes. in title for $85 million? This is why people need $85 million, so they can buy a tank and roam the streets. This reminds me of when T.I. was caught with all that weaponry in his car or whatever like he was about to go to war i think he was arrested and put in jail but like you just wonder what what some of these artists are going through that they feel like they need that type of artillery zeppelin i mean chris brown's from virginia so i can never say anything bad about my va brethren um dmv yeah you know i i show chris brown and trey songs are two artists too you know Whatever they do, I'm in support of them uh, just because, you know, we're from the same place. So, you Even know, buying a if tank. Chris did it, the, if Chris <laughs> did it, then I think it's cool. Wow. wow. That is, that's, I have to be honest, that almost deserves a play of please award. Come on, man. In, in itself. <laughs> All right. That response, come on. All right. Uh, second play of please. This is actually someone we're all very familiar with. I know uh, you guys... We're kind of hoping that this would last, but it didn't. Uh, Tinashe and Ben Simmons. Oh, I yes, I was were, hoping for this. You guys were big fans of them being a couple, and then a couple of weeks later, they broke up because Ben Simmons cheated on her with uh, Kendall Jenner, I think, one of the Jenners. Um, what ended up happening most recently, Kendall and Ben were at a club. Tinashe was at that same club. They saw each other, so they all left separately. But according to Tinashe, after they all left, Ben Simmons started texting Tinashe, which sounds like risky desperation and and all of the above. Do we get a play of please for that? Well, it came out that she made that up. Did you see that part? Yes. So what ended up happening was when uh, when they asked Ben Simmons about it, he called out Tinashe, and Tinashe retracted on the statements and said, "Oh, that never actually happened." That is a player, please. Well, let me give you some background. Zeppelin and I have been debating Tinashe's career, I think, going on about four or five years now. Is that right, Zeppelin? Probably around that, yep, since Just, came out. It's been pretty fascinating to us to evaluate it over the years and see if she was going to break out or not, but unfortunately it just hasn't happened. Uh, we thought this relationship came too late. It should have been years earlier. This just unfortunately looks like... I mean, I feel like it's kind of over for her at this point. It has to be. Unfortunately, we like Tanasha. We like her songs. 
But man, I, I don't know. We didn't like Zeppelin. Tom. We we liked her songs. We didn't like her last album. Well, we did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but Zeppelin, man, what is going on? Hey, man, you know, I made this statement earlier. Same thing with Keisha Cole, right? You got to do what you got to do in order to stay relevant. So, you know, it's it's the it's the generation in which we live in. Uh, I, I think that. I don't think that he should have, even if he was texting her, I don't think that he should have gotten the Player Please Award. Um, I think that it's certain things that you just want to keep private, right? So even if that is going on with them, then I think that she needs to check him privately, but I don't think that you need to let TMZ know about that. You know, that's that's kind of reaching at that point because you know what that's going to do if you tell TMZ that. So, um, you know, if I'm Tinashe, to be honest, man, like I'm, I'm holding up in a studio. You know, I'm not out at the club. I'm I'm either in the studio or I'm in uh I'm in the I'm in the, the you know, the dance studio, you know, training and just perfecting my craft because at this point, you know, the the industry is showing that R and B artists and female artists can exist, right? Ella, her, SZA, uh they can exist and do well. Um, you know, Kehlani every now and, you know, again, she'll come out with something, but she's, she hasn't found that yet. And so if her, I'm in, if I'm her, I'm in the studio 24 hours until I find that I'm not worried about the club. I'm not worried about a man. All I'm worried about is, you know, getting that hit that I, so, you know, that I need, you know, so that's my take on Tinashe. Hmm. Mm. Damn. Um, actually, I've got one more play. Please, I actually dug this up um, on Google. This is actually an old article, but I want to read it out to everyone because uh, to celebrate my July 1st giving up red meat statement, um, I read something very interesting. This was from 2014. Usher drops his vegan diet because it's too expensive. <laughs> so if, I, if Usher can't afford being vegan, what chances do we have? It is expensive, man. It's not cheap. But living healthy isn't cheap either. If you ate McDonald's every day, you'd probably save a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but if Usher, if Usher, who probably gets about 250000 a show, can't maintain this diet, how are we supposed to? Listen, man. I don't even know what to say about that article. Usher... <laughs> Usher, it, Usher's, Usher's meal cost, though, could have been a lot higher than the average vegan, right? Usher could be spending 400 on a meal because he has the best chefs cooking and preparing him food or he's going to the bougiest vegan restaurants. So I think that, like, it's context as well. You can probably, if, you know, if he was living a, a healthy vegan life, like, you know, normal lifestyle like the average person, he probably could. But, you know, if he's going to the most expensive quote-unquote places the priciest places and i don't know that he is you know or maybe you know the show money is slowing up you know we don't know right like, <laughs> he hasn't come out with a he hasn't come out with a, a classic album in a while maybe it's slowing up oh you know you oh. know so like but but i doubt that it's that he's probably his his lifestyle is probably just a lot higher than the average person's and so he's spending close to 300 400 a meal then hey you know it'll add up <laughs> That can that can get pricey. That's about two thousand a week. Damn. So he's back to Big Macs. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> Wait, Zeppelin. We have to ask you this. Do you think Usher's Raymond versus Raymond album is good? Um, I think that there were good records on that album. I don't remember loving that project, but I do remember liking Papers. I remember liking um. Uh, was Dive on that album? No. Did he have a song called Dive? Yeah. It's on the following album. Give me, give me, what was on papers? Is that OMG? I mean, yep, uh, OMG, Little OMG? Freak, There Goes My Baby, Daddy's Home. Yeah, Tom's There Goes My song. Baby. Yeah, right, Daddy. Exactly. So I like records on it. As a solid body of work, I'm, it's so hard to judge Usher's bodies of work without, you know, bringing up confessions 87 and not putting them in comparison so compared to his classics in my opinion it doesn't stand up but i think he had really good songs on there that a few of them you know will be able to stand the test of time yeah all right um 
Zeppelin, I'll give you this opportunity. This is our very last play of please. I don't know if you have anything planned. Or if you want, you can just throw shots at me again. But who is the last play of please award going to? Uh, so, play a please award for July. What's today's date? What's this? It's the seventh Eighth, today. Seventh. The play a please award for the seventh is uh no nah, you know I don't have I don't have one you know I appreciate you guys going on I, I like the healthy conversation and the healthy debates. Like I said, when I started getting Google alerts that uh <laughs> my name my name was being brought up sideways i had to come and see about you kyle to see you know if you was just trolling me like these young boys or you know if you you really had a had had, had an issue and it. it sounds like that there's no issue you just wanted to have some healthy conversation and healthy debate which you know i always appreciate absolutely uh tom can we give the player please to barry bars um if zeppelin's not gonna give it to anyone <laughs> why what did he do now well didn't he like text you to give you, give you props for our Instagram posts? Yeah, but I don't think he knows that he gets slandered on every single podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Barry Bars, we love you. We love you. Barry Bars. We love you, man. Uh, anyways, uh, Zeppelin, tell us what's going on with you. I know you mentioned a couple of your cool projects that you're working on. Uh, what's going on with you right now? Aside from that, or maybe if you want to plug that again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now is a really um, special time. I actually, uh, I just signed on to be the uh, the the morning show producer at WKYS ninety three point nine, the Angie Ange Morning Show. It's a new show uh, with the number one hip hop and R and B station in uh, in uh, in the DMV area, and so they're bringing a new morning show starting. Uh, july 16th so i uh finalized my contract this week to to join them as the producer for that show so i'm really excited about that um in addition to you know continuing to move the dmv music scene uh in 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 culture forward you know as i said the dc soul stage is you know if anybody wants to know who the best up-and-coming artists from the dmv are you know they they all come through the dc soul stage it's fantastic performances great interviews um you can find that you know at uh at the neo elite.com t-h-e-n-e-o-e-l-i-t-e um the neo elite.com and the millennials in music you know with you all continuing to um you know find you know some of these rising artists who you know will be the lmas of next uh, of next year and you know will be the the scissors and the hers of next year and to have some real authentic you know, conversations with them whenever they come through to the DMV area. So, um, yeah, man, and just, you know, thank you all again for having me. Um, always healthy conversation, always excited to, to join in, you know, and talk to my fellow fellow brethren about this uh, this genre we're trying to push forward. Dope. Awesome, man. Ma- Thanks for Yo, uh, just, Congrats on that new opportunity, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I oh, was about you, to say, you. Zeppelin, that, that's a big opportunity. But if I hear you playing the boot-up remix on your show – Instead of the original, uh, I'm coming uh, to DC. Well, you know, <laughs> and my job is to feed the people. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the people what they want. If they want Nikki, you know, to be honest, what they're getting is plies because that is the only boot up remix that really matters. <laughs> it's oh my the god! Pli- it's the it's the plies mix. So <laughs> all right, shout out to plies. Uh, Tom, what's going on with you? Know I got soul. Not a damn thing, Kyle. We haven't had a new album come out in a month, I think, since Neo's album. And I don't see anything on the radar for another two months. So I'm just People chilling this summer. W- People is out next month. Who? People Bryson. You love him. Listen, man. We just heard about People Bryson like a day ago. <laughs> oh. So, uh, he, so basically, I'm taking off the next two months from R&B music unofficially. Really, I would right. love to hear some new music, but it's getting bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, but th- that seems to be it for this week's uh, podcast. Zeppelin, appreciate you for joining us. We're cool now. I, I promise I won't give you another play a please for at least another week. Hey, and then, I appreciate uh, that. Re- <laughs> really quickly, though, I wanted to ask you all how you all feel about Queen Najee. Who? Who? Queen Naja, Queen Naja. Oh, actually, so, you know, so, I was just, I was just asking that medicine song or whatever, right? 
Yeah, so she has the song Medicine, but she came out with a song last week, actually, on the day that Drake's album dropped called Karma. And she had, like, the number one song the entire day. Like, even when Drake's album was out, it was the number one song on iTunes. It's called Karma. Um, she's a real R&B singer, right? Like, no no tricks, no autotunes, no loops. She's a real R&B singer with real topics. Um, I think that she signed to Capitol maybe about a month ago. I mean, came up the YouTube route, but, like, 22, 23, she's special. I think she's somebody that um, could wind up having, like, an unconventional hit. And everybody's like, where did this queen, we can't even pronounce her last name, come from? But, you know, we'll have a top 20 record. Queen hmm. Nyjah. So she's uh, she has two records out that, you know, Medicine is one and then Karma is the other one. Great records. I would definitely... Um, say as far as new newcomers that she's she's one that i would i would recommend people look out for and then um you know um mahalia is another one from the uk i don't know if you all have heard of her but she's a special one too she has a song called i wish i miss my ex and it's a another real r&b record mahalia so I would, you know, just to put, if I could put you all on, on, on two artists, I know you've heard of her, Kyle, but, you know, Tom, who, you know, if they're not over 40, I know you're not listening to him, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what the heck? Queen, Queen Naja and, uh, and, and Mahalia, I would definitely, you know, I would I would point you all towards Listen, them. man, I, I do appreciate it. I just want to let you know when we give you the Play a Please Award next week, we're not going <laughs> to type your name in there, so it won't come up on Google. And so unless you listen, you won't hear it. But the slander will still be there. <laughs> um, all right, I will. Uh, yeah, no. We'll go check that out, Tom. Uh, man, you might have to come out of retirement if these songs are good. But if they're not good, then <laughs> Zeppelin, you most definitely will be getting the player, please. So <laughs> I, I, I am absolutely positive. I'll put my money on it that you all will be asking me to come on for part two after you hear these records. All right. right. So, yeah. Well, we Zeppelin, go. I appreciate you for uh, joining us on this. Appreciate the conversation. Hey, you and I are good. Yeah. I still think her is a superstar, but only time will tell. But until then, we will be back next week with more R&B, more conversations, and just more everything. So this is Kyle. Got Tom with me. Got Zeppelin. And we are out.